Oh God, would you please help us to understand what we read? Or would you help us to understand how we should respond? We thank you for it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Feel free to grab uh, your uh, copy of the Bible, or if you want one brought to you, just raise your hand. Welcome to City Harbor Church, a safe place to find and follow Jesus. We're using a little bit different order of service today, uh, in part to help us remember the importance of each aspect of our gathering and to help us really be aware of God's presence, what he's doing, what he's saying in every aspect of it. Welcome. Glad you're here this morning. Um, we're going to turn to John chapter 3, but first I want to show you a picture of Sleepy Stan. <laughs> Sleepy Stan is drawn by John Conway, who learned a lot from the famous archaeologist, paleontologist, and artist, uh, Dr. Bob Baker, a famous uh, expert on drawing dinosaurs and what they might look like. And um, Dr. Bob Baker did a really good job of identifying the fact that between the Jurassic Park movie and the way that a T-Rex is drawn most often bearing its teeth aggressive and angry that this is how people thought that they actually behaved all the time. And so he started to draw them in, in other areas of their life as um, dinosaurs certainly would do a lot of other things and a carnivore of this nature certainly would have slept a lot. Uh, think about a male lion who for 10 months of the year sleeps more than 20 hours a day. 20 hours a day. So um, from Dr. Bob Baker's inspiration, John Conway drew this uh, picture that became kind of famously known and toys have been made after it of a T-Rex napping. We can approach God as though he is something he is not. We can approach God as though he's something that he is not. In fact, we can relate with Jesus as though he is something he is not. And I want to start with John chapter 1. John, a follower of Jesus, set out to write about what had just happened. Jesus had walked among them, a human life they could hear the tone of his voice, see his eyes, see his facial expressions, his nonverbal communication. And they came to understand his identity. And John set out to write about, hey, we saw him. We heard him. We know him. And so I want us to turn with a holy respect to the words of John. Uh, this morning, our topic is new life new purpose. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 say this, in the beginning, the Word, the living Word Jesus, already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life 
to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Verse 10, he came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory and the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Chapter 3. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean? exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. You can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. Verses 16 and 17. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. Now read Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 7. Paul, Paul writes, Holy Spirit-inspired words on this essential, highest priority subject for us. But when God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Because of his grace, he declared us righteous and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. Now turning to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting in verse 16. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is, when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven. 
an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. We grow weary in our present bodies and we long to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing. For we will put on heavenly bodies. We will not be spirits without bodies. We will live in these earthly bodies. While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh. But it is not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies that clothe us. Rather, we want to put on our new bodies so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by life. God himself has prepared us for this. And as a guarantee, he's given us his Holy Spirit. So we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord. For we live by believing and not by seeing. Yes, we are fully confident, and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies, for then we will be at home with the Lord. So whether we are here in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please him. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. Are we commending ourselves to you again? No, we're giving you a reason to be proud of us. So you can answer those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. If it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How different. We know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. I'm thankful for the word of God this morning. Here's what I believe. We find new life and love through Jesus, our Savior. We find a new purpose for all our relationships in Jesus. What do we do? What should we do in response to the reading of the Scripture this morning? Well, first, receive Jesus as your Savior. Start that journey if you haven't started it. 
and recognize that that journey continues daily. Though you may be saved and redeemed and have a hope for heaven, we can ignore so great a salvation and start to experience spiritual death in ways that God did not design for us. So instead, dig deep into understand what your salvation means. Feel it. Think it. Consider it. Receive it. The second, receive the love of God. Respond by loving God with all we've got and loving others in the same way that we take care of ourselves. See, once you've received God's love into every area of your life, you come to understand that this is actually possible. That God can give me the ability to love Him with all I've got and to care about others in the same way that I have selfishly taken care of myself. We can live like Jesus and share His love. And on a practical note, I recommend that you investigate the Purple Book, which is back on the book table, available to you for free. If you haven't, no matter how long you've walked with God, if your pastor recommends it, why would you not do it? 15 minutes a week is all it takes. Investigate the Purple Book. Participate in a life group. We follow the example of believers who heard Jesus' voice in the scriptures, and what did they do? They gathered regularly in a public larger gathering like this, where all were welcome, and they gathered into homes for fellowship, for devotion, to help strengthen, to help their, make their devotion possible. Why would you not do the same? Yeah. Participate in a life group. And invite others to join you. You may know people that would struggle with a Sunday morning because of cultural trappings. I think you're smart enough to convince them otherwise. But you can also invite them to celebrate recovery every Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. A safe place for people to find healing and freedom from life's hurts, hang-ups, and habits. We've got invite cards for church. We've got invite cards for celebrate recovery. Every week you can bring someone to Jesus. In Jesus we have new life. We have new purpose. The living God, the God who created the universe, is here right now. God loves you. Just like the universe he created, which is expansive, God is expansive, not expensive, expansive, ever-expanding. The person of God is ever-expanding. His word, let there be light, is ever-expanding. It should blow your human mind. The living God, the loving God is here now. The one who knows you better than anyone else and loves you better than anyone else. God saved you because he loves you. Right. 